0: Welcome, everybody, to the show. Today we have Itsmar. mar I think I just butchered it again. Um, wonderful guy. We just got talking before I hit the record button of engineering, his app on the side he's working on, the mindset and psychology he sees, and a project he has going on cur- currently called Vibe. So here he is, none other than Itsmar.
1: Thank you, Josh. One second.
0: <laughs> the best. How are you doing?
1: You can't hear you though, but uh, okay, <laughs> all good. You can, you can, yeah. Just, oh, okay. I guess, just. It uh, recorded, like, it's you're... recorded, it's pre-recorded. Uh, but the the me in the background. Yeah, but we're gonna right, again. Okay, um, do you want me to to just respond right? And yeah, I'll, be I'll to cut that it. all out. Okay, sounds good. Uh, thank you, Josh, for having me. Um, yeah, so I'm Itamar. Uh, I'm originally from Israel. Uh, this is where the name comes from as well. Um, Hebrew, and uh, indeed, I'm currently working on a, on a, an app called Vibe Together, as well as uh, another app called Kama Kama Dating, um, and I'm also a student at Columbia University in New York, uh, doing psychology, uh, involving within involving it with uh, with economics. Um, thank you. Happy to be here.
0: Pleasure is mine. Um, so then let's just get into a little bit of your back history, about a little bit of yourself. Uh, where are you originally from? Where do you live currently? And what do you do for work?
1: So uh, I'm originally from Israel, as I mentioned, uh, the central area. I spent most of my life there, uh, okay. 21 years uh, in specific. Um, I studied there, um, you know, school up to high school. Then uh, we have uh, mandatory service in the military. Uh, so okay. I enrolled when I was 18 years old. Um, and uh, then after I uh, graduated, I finished, I uh, got released from the military. Um, I came to New York, started school at Columbia University. And since then I'm here.
0: Wonderful. Don't worry. I'm not going to show the video. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, so the um, you said you were specifically in Israel for 21 years. Um, what inspired you to leave that? Because that's a, a good chunk of your life.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so I think it it stems from, um, from my early days, earlier days. Um, first of all, I'm gay. And uh, until I was 19, um, I did not really speak about it. Um, and I feel like this repression of, of emotions and identity mm-hmm. um, created some sort of an antagonism or just a just a sense of um um non belong like not belonging to the place and right. um when i thinking about it in retrospect i think this was kind of this gave me kind of like a, i wanted to kind of leave and to try new spaces mm-hmm. uh new places and um and uh, simultaneously the us was really um I was really intrigued by by everything that is happening here yes. um and uh i, I think in Israel we hear a lot about about um you know um, um entrepreneurship and uh and um economical growth and the US is always kind of the place um kind of the hub for that and yeah. um and, and even though Israel also has uh you know has technology, technology is a big is a big part of uh, of the israeli uh, I, I would say I would say cre- um, innovation and creativity is a big part of the Israeli mentality and uh, I think we managed to tap into entrepreneurship and um, and startup techn- technology startups uh, in an interesting way um, and so even though that's that's true I, I wanted to try out uh, you know to go kind of out there to the big world um, yeah. Truly, and then truly uh,
0: learn who you are.
1: Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, and they had the opportunity to to get into Colombia. Um, so I just I just uh, took it, and they came to New York.
0: Wonderful. Um, from my personal experience and just reading of different contexts and cultures, Israel is not that forgiving for the LGBTQ plus community, right?
1: So I wouldn't say it's unforgiving. I think Israel Israel is first of all is a is a developed country and um okay. and uh and and both socially and uh socially culturally and also I mean we're talking about uh, industry and technology. Right. Um we have Tel Aviv which is uh I think he's actually considered one of the most uh, the the great cities for for gay people okay. for LGBTQ. I did not um, know that
0: one. It's good. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah and we have uh we have the parade every year uh which is a big a b- very big thing uh that's happening we had the Eurovision a few years ago uh happening in Tel Aviv it's you know, i don't know if you know if you're familiar with that with the Eurovision but that's a singing context that's contest that's happening uh in Europe oh, uh a cool. large viewing so it's it's a very big thing uh, that's happening and in, in Tel Aviv was the the hosting city
0: Oh um, nice
1: so there's definitely a lot happening there, but um I, I again and, and because it's a small country, it's not like you know, the periphery, the 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 cities that surround the area are necessarily, you know, uh too far fetched. Um everyone is absorbing from each other. It's kind of like a, a melting pot in a sense. Right. Because of the of the these of the proximity uh geographically but for me I, I I think it's out of uh, just my individual experience uh growing up in a rural area, um knowing everyone around me, um not having a lot of gay people, at least not you know um, um people who um identify themselves as gay people or as LGBT around me um and yeah, I felt like i, I wanna i i need to you know you, we need to feel belong and and I had this issue uh internally. Um, But I think this is kind of uh, involved with with my entrepreneurial kind of mindset and and developing of of, of a very unique agenda, I would say, because um, most people, as we all know, um, are kind of fixed about the way they want their lives to evolve. Right? We have the path that we build for ourselves and uh, that social that the society builds for us in a sense, and we kind of uh, we foster. And I always felt like I, I wanna do something different. Um and I think that and the identity issues that I mentioned kind of merged and made me feel like you know I wanna I wanna go out and 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 experience the world differently. Um and then Tel Aviv is one option for me. It was a 40 minute drive, you know, from my home. So right. it was like the big city that we have around us, but for me, New York was kind of like you know the extreme and just and just go and do that
0: new york's the extreme for everything it it made like makes everything else in america look like nothing
1: (laughs) yeah that's uh i guess
0: (laughs) well the few times like my sister went and she uh to visit a friend during the heat of lockdowns um and they were doing something else she had to go to new york and she sent me a video, and I'm like, in that like 30 seconds, I'm like, there was like 25 things that happened in 30 seconds, like, and that's just what I could see. <laughs> like, So that's the New York's crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, the pandemic uh, made it feel like uh, more of a of a moderate uh, uh, city, but but it's definitely uh, extreme. I had the luck to be here before the pandemic for a little bit. Yeah. I came late 2019. So I had some time before and then some time during and, and and these days which is kind of like during but but feels like a bit of a post-pandemic the summer is coming. I think people are kind of happier, more cheerful and you can feel that. But yeah. uh, and and vaccines obviously. I'm va- I'm fully vaccinated. And feel, yeah. I'm feel lucky for that. Um lucky for that, but yeah.
0: So I want to get your take because you were telling me about you have a mindset in psychology. Do you think with the the damage that the lockdowns did and the scare of the COVID, do you think we will ever actually get to normal or anything close to normal?
1: So, first of all, I I want to – I I like to define it as a new normal because uh, a normal is something very – I mean, it's a a vague term. It's a vague term, right?
0: it's, It's perspective too. Because my perspective exactly. is different what's, than yours.
1: Yeah, what's normal, um, and then what's what's abnormal. So can we can we define the the normal that we're gonna have as the normal that we used to have? No, it's gonna be a new normal. Um yeah. I think, and this is what I'm focusing on from the entrepreneurial um, aspect, from the business aspect. I think that people, you know, need the social interaction, the in-person interaction, no matter how much we try to build technologies that enable us to communicate better remotely, digitally, right. uh, there is no parallel, There, there's no um, uh, substitute, sorry, there's no substitute to the in-person interaction, to the body language, to the smell, you know, to the touch. Um, and this is why I think post-pandemic, we're going to have a rise in in-person in need for in-person interactions, um, there's gonna be a time I think of adjustment to the new normal. So it might it might uh, you know uh, create some some um, uncomfortable feelings, some anxiety around around the interaction. But but again, we are I think we are very uh, agile um, animals, right? Uh, socially, we can really adjust um, uh, quickly, and I hope that people are gonna do the step of like you know go back and to the in person to the to the to the real life kind of um and enjoy it and um yeah but i i think covid is definitely going to th- going to change things for the long term um, I do too yeah, yeah
0: it the um the the ability the in the whole history of america we never uh as far as business and entrepreneurship said oh if you want to come into work that whole introduction now. There's a whole generation that's used to the concept of, well, I'm scared, so I don't want to go to work kind of thing. I think that's going to be a major trend change, and uh, but also, yeah, like you said the the going in to in person like concerts. Like I haven't gone to a concert in what like a year and a half now. I really want to go. <laughs> I'll pay an extra if they need me to pay like two hundred <laughs> instead of hundred. I'll do it.
1: Yeah, I, I think yeah, you're mentioning uh, the, the the comparison between the kind of the daily routine that we have mm-hmm. and the special occasions, I guess, right? And I think that I mean, I think the job job places, employers expect a decrease in interest in in going and and be in person, be physically in the in the office, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that some companies are gonna allow in the long term for employees to come to the office only, like you know. Uh, once a week or so, um, right. but this is one thing. This is the kind of the comfort of of working in a very in a in a in an environment that you are you are feeling um, um, comfortable in. But we are obviously going to have the social needs, um, yeah. and this is why, for example, people who say that maybe restaurants are going to disappear, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I did read reports by the by the restaurants in new york um the u.s restaurant association that show a decrease in um indoor dining Mm -hmm. and um you know or outdoor but staying but but basically table occupancy um i i think it's not going to disappear maybe it's going to decrease i i'm again this is something we can't really you know we can't really um forecast but right I think there's something different about going to the going and sitting on a table and getting being served the food and all that um, that is way more experience heavy than getting the food to your doorstep and eating uh, in your house. Same with cinemas, right, as opposed to watching Netflix. Um, and uh, same with uh, with in my, you know, if we are if we're kind of touching my my uh, interest in dating same with dating, uh, we have video chat dates, but they are not a substitute to <laughs> no, right to the in-person experience. And no matter how much you create a relationship with someone digitally, until you meet them in person, um, you won't be able to truly know the person. Uh, again, this is something that I—I I know that some people have remote relationships uh, and they on a do long-term work. basis. They do work up to some capacity, but at the end of the day, if we're talking about a relationship, we're talking about physical intimacy as well, right? And Mm -hmm. uh, how can you do that when you're digital?
0: Yeah, that is the biggest problem I've noticed in general with the lockdowns and no one's allowed to meet each other is I joke with people, but it's true, but it's not. It's like we're very simple beasts. We can actually read someone's intentions, whether they like it or not, but we got to be there because there's like that whole we can feel their energy like this you can see my hands moving but you don't see my feet which could then trigger oh he's really anxious kind of thing and his eyes are twitching with the video i could just crop it where it's only my neck what are you going to see kind definitely
1: definitely and, and you know on a, on a yeah i mean again video is like is distorting us right Physic- i mean Right now, I'm probably I'm probably seem distorted in a sense. Maybe my head seems bigger or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when we ca- when it comes to again to creating this intimacy, we also we also want to know how the person looks like um, mm-hmm. in real life. And again, as you mentioned and as I mentioned, being able to assess the body language and the way they they interact with you and there's so many aspects about the in person uh, aspect that I really value and. If we're talking about um, about Kama, um this is what we try to create: uh, helping people again post pandemic, where in, in in a time when it's gonna be kind of uh, getting to to know ourselves again, uh, getting yes. to know how we communicate in real life, um, how we experience social social in in, in, in um, situations. It's gonna it's gonna be an experience for us, um, internally, but also, you know, having all the, the stimulation around the, you know, the um, stimulation around us. Um, so yeah, I, I really think that, um, it's going to be interesting times and, um, with Kama, I didn't mention it, but Kama sets up dates at partnering restaurants. Um, oh, no,
0: that's interesting. Let's go into that. Uh, after you finish this.
1: Yeah. So I'm just, I think that it's going to be interesting to see um, how we all are going to uh, use technology. That's first. And I think second, how we are going to use technology in relationship in synergy with our real life um, um, experience or profile.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is going to be interesting. Um, that's one of the biggest things um I still work with people and it I'm um, at a grocery store and literally they're all like, are we ever, ever going to cool get back to normal? I'm like, well, cause they're, they're partiers. So they like drinking and going to clubs. I'm like, you'll eventually be able to go to the club and the bar without having to wear a mask, and keeping distance. But I'm like, there might be harder obstacles that you can't physically see. Maybe the person's scarred from COVID. So they're not necessarily going to be eager to hang out with you kind of thing. Mm-hmm.
1: And I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I think you touched an interesting point. Um, I think we are going to remember COVID for a while. Yeah. I just wonder for how long, uh, you know?
0: I, I think in general, I think the average human after two years completely forgets. Like, if in two years from now, we're probably both going to forget each other and our faces. We'll remember our personalities, but that's about all we're going to remember from this kind of thing.
1: So the way you said, I mean, being scarred, being, having, having the trauma from COVID might, I mean, per, might maybe persist longer than two years, might, might not. Uh, but, but I think the point is that we all need to move on and mm-hmm. uh, we don't have any other choice. And people who are not going to move on are going to be stuck. And being stuck has its, has its consequences. Yes as long
0: as long as you're moving, you're not dying. If you're not moving, you're dying essentially. yeah, so comma, is that you said you integrated booking a table for the the actual date? Is that like um the ta- tabletop? table top? What's the one where you like you go on and you actually open book table? a table? Yes, open table. that's it. So is it like an open table meets like tinder slash whatever? um. I guess you can call it this
1: way. Yeah. I think we are more about the um the facilitation of experiences. Um right now we focus on the food and beverage. Uh first of all, because it's um easier to um, to fathom, basically, yeah. for us as daters and for a business or you know, from the industry end. Um but uh but but yeah, but and 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 then it's about the other thing is, is supporting the, the businesses, which I think is now going to be interesting time for them as well.
0: It really will be. So actually, one thing, I used to use an app, probably was Open Table or something like that, where you, I booked it with them, but I actually got a, an extra discount on top of whatever discount. Are you going to offer that eventually to your, your clientele? Or is that one of those, it's more of an idea, we can't guarantee anything?
1: No, definitely. The idea is to partner with uh, businesses uh, and offer perks. Uh, offer certain uh, things that the general public doesn't get, right? Basically, right. forming a community and encourage people to join it. Um, because, I, I would tell you, pre-pandemic, we were just about to launch uh, mm-hmm. early 2020. We had formed relationships, partnerships with uh, 50 restaurants in New York City. Oh, nice. Um, we had discounts available for users. Um, but then, because of COVID, everything—you uh, know—we had to make a lot of transformation and change. Uh, discounts are right now. I don't think, on a moral level, we can really ask for for discounts yeah. uh, as individuals. Even I think it's really not um, is not um, um, you know an empathic um, um, act asking for that. Yeah. But definitely, as as an answer to your question. The goal is to provide our users with discounts. Uh, I think maybe, you, maybe you, you thought about the app called Seated, which allows people to go uh, eat uh, at a restaurant and get discounts in the form of uh, credits for future dining. Um, it's gonna be the, probably something similar, but again, our our, our, situ- our our advantage, I think in this case, or just our difference when it comes to the business model is the matchmaking um, um, platform experience. So people can match with each other. And we basically, according to their preferences, provide them with the time and the location uh, and okay. encourage them to go and, again, experience the real life and, and have it in an easy, basically seamless, uh, digital to real life um, um, kind of um, you know path.
0: That's very interesting. Yeah. A lot of like scout, I know Bumble that went live, uh, public, a lot of them, um, a lot of dating apps have incorporated that now that they're, they're encouraging people to meet in person, but they're also like, because you've all been locked up for like year, year and a half, y'all might be crazy too. So be kind, be smart, like learn the person, make sure they're not a catfish or a crazy person. Um, for you though, I was, the reason I was asking about a, like, a, a discount was like, let's say, you go with the SaaS model of a monthly uh, payment for your service of arranging everything. Would that's where I was going to say, do I get a discount? Like I, I also get access to unlimited whatever, but I also can get maybe like guaranteed 10% off for a spaghetti place, even if they don't have a discount because I use this app, I get 10% off kind of thing.
1: I agree. I, in our case, I think, um, um, I didn't, I didn't explain maybe, uh, um, Deeply enough, but uh, we don't ask for any subscription on the user
0: end. Oh yeah, um, we didn't go into any of that beforehand. So
1: yeah, right. So uh, so the goal is first of all providing our users with the date, and the discount is uh, kind of the cherry on top. Um, okay. Also from our from our you know customer discovery, uh, we figure that discount is not necessarily. The biggest thing that people look for, especially when they go on a date. Um, yeah. On the other end, we target students, uh, which sometimes want to have, you know, <laughs> I want to have as as long as I can get some discounts. It's always a nice, a uh, nice perk. Um, but we charge our partners uh, in the future, so we charge our restaurants, and they are being received with customers and not even leads. They actually receive. You know, they get customers and uh, table occupancy.
0: So, okay, that's interesting because already the restaurant industry is a razor thin margin. And then like Grubhub has clearly shown that the the restaurant industry can't sustain them kind of thing with taking they, my uh, one buddy, he opened a restaurant right before the pandemic started and he had to close it down because Grubhub was, he had it set to a margin of 20%. Of whatever he sells, he makes 20%. But that twenty percent also has to pay for all his employees. Well, Grubhub was taking thirty percent of what he makes, so he's like, "I can't sustain this. Literally, there's no way I can sustain this kind of thing."
1: Yeah, and I think another thing with Grubhub is they take orders that in the past or are potentially gonna be um, gonna be uh, operated by the restaurant. So when Gla- Grubhub says that they give more customers to the restaurant it's not entirely true exactly Uh, it's not it's only technically it's not entirely true because those customers might have been able to order food uh by calling the restaurant and then the restaurant wouldn't need to pay 20 percent to this third party right so there are a lot of issues i think with delivery companies um first of all i think um as opposed to them Um, If you charge the restaurants less, you might be able to create a better economical, you know, sense. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that DoorDash, for example, if I'm not strong, DoorDash lose money at the moment. So it's obviously expensive to operate such a business, a delivery business. But with that said, I think being able to these days form a certain level of solidarity in the community, even if it's, again, now, if we're talking about business to business, DoorDash mm-hmm. and the restaurant, this is probably gonna be the difference between a cold-hearted kind of corporate feeling to the intera- to the partnership or to the collaboration, and as opposed to um, a sense of solidarity. And I think this is something that that companies now understand and try to build. And this is going to be our goal as well, being able to create a win-win situation, basically, because I think everyone can benefit um, from those kind of, uh, if we're talking about a digital platform and the physical space and uh, both collaborate.
0: So I have a question on the way you, your algorithm of matching people. Is it based off, let's say, I like rock and roll, specifically Slayer? And if uh, my companion, whoever he or she is, is it based off? Oh, if they like a very similar genre of music, or is it based on um, biographies? Like, how would how do you how does your matchmaking algorithm work without giving the keys to the kingdom away?
1: Yeah, of course. So I, I would first of all, I would start by saying that um, I think, as opposed to many apps that try to forecast for us. Uh, who we are going to be into um it so far it hadn't proven um you know the best way to form a relationship and what i mean by that is we sometimes don't really know um who we want to be with and right. we might assume that we want someone that has similar hobbies or like the same food as us or even is in the same, you know, have the same zodiac sign. But then when we meet in person and basically in reality, it turns out sometimes to be wrong. And sometimes someone that we randomly meet and that doesn't necessarily have so many hobbies in, in common with us, we might find super attractive and we might be interested in having, uh, you know, continuing the relationship with. So this is was kind of the intro and, and the, the bottom line is, that we don't complicate things when we do the matching. And for in, on Kama, specifically, location is important because mm-hmm. after all, what we try to do is giving two people the opportunity to meet in person. So we have um, a, um, a mechanical system that allows us to find a location that is going to be kind of uh, uh, in between the two. Uh, it's going to allow the, the two to meet in person. That's the first thing. The other thing is obviously, I mean, obviously, gender um, identity, sexual orientation, all that right. is coming into um, into uh, consideration. And lastly, favorite activities. What do we want to do for the first date? And I think this is kind of very similar to what we talked about when it comes to you know hobbies, for example. Um, if someone is into, I don't know, a sports event, watching or, or doing some sports activity, and the other piece person is, is into that as well, first of all, it's gonna allow some familiarity. So both people, you know, let's say you mentioned the concert early on. Let's say you wanna go to a concert for a date. Uh, and the other person also mentioned to the app that they wanna go to a concert as well. Then if you two are matching and you go together to a concert, you have this initial, you know, you have this initial thing in common, uh, that's going to allow you to develop the relationship. So this is what we do, but we are not overcomplicating the algorithm in a sense, uh, simply by the fact that we want people to meet in real life and figure out by themselves uh, if it's if it's a thing or not.
0: Right. Okay. That's that's more what I was going for because I was thinking like, are you going to do like the pay to be seen like shout. And all the other stuff where it's like pay me five hundred five bucks today and for the rest of the 16 hours everyone and their mother will see you kind of thing are you going for that or will that be more later on where it's like you have too many people and the the system can't keep up like it's keeps filtering the person down but not intentional
1: so um we'll see i I guess the answer is we'll see because we are a young startup and we are we are searching for the product market fit, basically, and this is something to iterate on. That I think when it comes to when, when speaking entrepreneurship, it's super important to uh, just try out testing stuff, um, going out there, either speaking with people or if you have a prof, or if you have a product showing, showcasing the product, uh, mm-hmm. get people to join and, and try it out, analyze the data, analyze how they how they interact with the product, and then move on. So I can't tell you by now. But right. um, what we try, again, the, the kind of the vision and the, 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 the short-term mission as well is to get people in real life, get people together in real life. And um, the pandemic uh, is giving us an interesting opportunity to experience, uh, to, to try to see how people are going to be interested in, in, in using such product.
0: Right. So I'm curious, are you live as it is? So if someone's... Um listening is it like live just for the ios or is live for um android too or
1: so right now we are uh we are still in testing phases uh we have um a web platform at the moment um on uh, app.comma.club but uh we do operate only in new york city at the moment uh i'm gonna let you know once we once we launch it's gonna happen soon and uh we'll see from there uh, and i would also mention that we recently won a competition at columbia university uh it's called columbia venture competition uh we got third place uh which was nice. also uh exciting yeah and um and so uh I, I, you know i think that people should should check out our dot our kama.club website and we update you know we update everyone there uh, people can can subscribe can enter the email and then they're gonna get updates um but to your to the point uh currently still unavailable on app stores
0: okay yeah because I, I tried looking up earlier and i just found like a fancy yeah. sports thing and i'm like oh, okay i don't think that's <laughs> what he's going for
1: <laughs> no no i agree <laughs>
0: um so then yeah what's your um your your projected date of launch is it July, August, specific third end of third quarter, first part of fourth quarter, kind of thing.
1: So I would say July, August. Okay. Uh, summer, summertime in New York is gonna be uh, a launch, um, and yeah, I'm, we all look forward to that.
0: Yeah, I think that's gonna be the most closest point to uh, resembling normal as we can get. <laughs> is the July <laughs> yeah, yeah, August exactly. area exactly,
1: um, and hopefully. You know, we really encourage everyone to get uh, the vaccine, and hopefully, we're going to have a mass of people vaccinated. And obviously, the herd immunity comes into play at some point. Uh, I'm not an expert. I don't know really the numbers. but I don't either. (laughs) Hopefully,
0: yeah. um, Um, It's going to lead to it. So actually, one thing I'm curious about, I've heard people mention it, but I don't know how, how they would be enforced in any way possible. Are you going to have an option where it's like they take a picture of their vaccination card and can be like, I'm fully vaccinated kind of thing? And then I'll have they, like a little yeah. like, COVID check kind of thing.
1: Kind of a passport, a green pass. Yeah. Um, we, we look into that. I think it's something that right now um, um, companies need to start thinking about and, and potentially integrate. Mm-hmm. I do know if I give you an example my home country Israel um you are not allowed to enter certain places without a covid uh you know covid free kind of uh passport right so it's probably going to be a thing um and we're going to follow um you know the the kind of the um the um the policy or the you know the um the um uh, how you call it um the protocol that's that's you know the, the industry is gonna probably uh foster
0: yeah yeah um i'm just curious is it just you and maybe like two other buddies on this or is it like a, a good team size like 10 to 15
1: that's a great question so uh, right now with Kama, i'm working with a co-founder okay uh which i met uh at columbia university actually okay um but if we touch teams, I'm also involved in another product uh, called Vibe Together. Right. V y b e
0: together. Why? Um, okay, I put an I. <laughs> yeah,
1: and this is a four people team. Um, so with Kama, um, my co-founder and I are uh, are uh, functioning by ourselves. We have we have a few interns, but that's basically it. Um. With Vibe together, I'm working with three other people. And uh, I would mention in regard to that, that I think it's really important to make everything organized. And uh, I am someone who is very organized. And um, with Vibe, for example, I'm way more of the operations person. Uh, okay. And I, I, kinda, I manage the team, basically. So, so you, uh,
0: being so small, did you kind of indirectly take the COO role kind of thing?
1: I, I would I would I would call it this way. In you know, yeah, I, I would I would say I think it's um you know this is a trait that some people have, some not. And I think when, when you work with people, um you have to target your your skills, your advantages. Um and if you have certain ones and the other, you know, people on the team have others, you can really create amazing synergy and uh you can truly work together in a in a beautiful way. So with vibe, I think we targeted. Uh, we found out what's you know what's what's the strengths uh, of each, and uh, for me, definitely uh, operating and being able to buffer and to make make sure that things work basically and and being executed.
0: Right. So your vibe together. Are you? Is this an, a hobby or is it actually like your job to work here?
1: so uh, vibe together is um something that i got involved in and i'm actually um one of the founders okay at the moment um it it, it started as a side as a, as a kind of a hobby i would call it or just a side gig kind of thing um and it became more solid and right now i'm also i'm working with them i wouldn't say it's full-time i would say Kama and vibe are kind of uh the things that's that's create my full time uh, um, job. job yeah generate the, the yeah everything involved um and and with vibe uh, yes I, I would just mention you know i just um tell you briefly that vibe together was uh launched earlier this year um it's uh it's it used to be uh an app that that um um create accessibility to parties for the general public basically and um, but obviously covid made it uh, made it uh, interesting and uh vibe together was uh got viral actually um but also got banned by app store and we had to we had to think together how we move forward and uh vibe together at the moment first of all going to launch soon um uh in the next few weeks
0: really? and
1: uh vibe together is focusing on uh, giving access to in-person experiences happening around you. Interesting. So How does that work? Yes. So um, I don't want to give too many of the of the cards here. Right. But, yeah, um, just the
0: basics, like for a layman, who's exactly. like me, I don't, I don't know what the hell you're doing.
1: Yeah. So we are building a platform that allows people to host events and to people to be guests, to attend events. And our concept is based okay. on the fact that hosts list an event and then they receive, they, sh- they they see people that might potentially want to join the event and they invite those people. And the guests can only see events that are they are being invited to basically. So in a platform, that is, um, I, I don't want to say yeah, too much, that,
0: but I'm just running it in my that, head. I get that.
1: Yeah, the idea is that the guests, the the users, are gonna be able to come on the app and RSVP to events that happening around them, get tickets if the events cost money, and those events can be private events.
0: Hi, welcome everybody. Sorry for the technical interruptions the um my internet randomly decided to turn on for like literally one second and ruined the whole end meeting so this is just me filling in for however many seconds i need to fill in i think it was like 20 i'll go for 30 shoot high um don't forget to rate and review this on any of your apps uh apple spotify i'm on pretty much everything except pandora pandora if you're listening come on let me in let me in But uh, if you don't want to rate on review on those, totally understand. You got to keep your coolness. There's an app, well, app website called Podchaser. I'll put a link in the description. Uh, Rate and review me there Um, because then I can also show to more prestigious guests I am worth their hour of their life to come on. Other than that, my social media, I actively, well, I try to use as much as I can, is uh, Twitter at J R B O L T O N and Underdash. Instagram, same handle. All this will be in description. Um, I don't really like TikTok, but if you get if I get enough ass for it, I'll do it. Um, it just it burns my battery. That's all. I don't. It's, all right. I think that's enough. Stay safe. Stay awesome. Back to the show.
1: Anyway, so Vibe, uh, we currently we're gonna launch, and we have uh, we got a lot of uh, of exposure out there on uh, social media and on the uh, traditional media, and. Uh, we are an experience app and we're going to allow people to either host events and events can be just social gatherings, but it can also be parties, uh, obviously once once uh, officially allowed. And uh, users can also be guests and basically being provided with uh, with events around them that are happening that they have been invited to. Those events can be private, which means they got a personal invitation from a host, right. and they can be public, which can be, I don't know, you know, um, uh, Bryant Park. There is a thing happening. Go. You know, you right. can you can join. They're basically gonna. And, and this is why vibe. Our kind of our our mission is to create access for the general public to go on uh, in real life experiences and enjoy okay. enjoy activities.
0: Okay, so it was real life because I was thinking like you could do technically like a Zoom thing like this where you have like five buddies and y'all. Like, but it's only your five buddies kind of thing or, um, but yeah, in person, that makes way more sense. I'm like, why would you do a Zoom conference call? It's more, it's more personable if you can meet kind of thing.
1: Exactly. And, and again, this is why for me, things are interrelated and, and I, I truly see the importance of socially, um, you know, socially interacting in person um, I have a lot of, uh, I won't say resentment, but I, I just, I don't like um, overusing uh, the digital, uh, you know, communication systems.
0: Like this, other than Zoom crashing, it's great because I probably would never have met you in person kind of thing. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. This is the great advantages. Zoom is great. Zoom is amazing. We managed to study, to have schools, to have uh, social events in Zoom when we had to. But right now things get better, and again, regulation is gonna—we are gonna follow regulation. Once people can truly meet in person and enjoy, enjoy uh, either dining or you know going to the cinemas. I went a few days ago to New York's AMC uh, nice. on, uh, on Times Square. It's open. Let's do that. I mean, let's mm-hmm. enjoy. Let's go back to again. We call it the new normal. But that's uh, that's something that's that's so that's so so visceral we need it so this is why for for us with vibe um the goal is to offer people the opportunity to you know host events i want to have a few people at home i have let's say you know i'm given a, a, a scenario i have three friends with three friends with me and we want to have five more people we want to get to know we can invite them through basically listing a private event and get them to, and invite them, basically. Um,
0: yeah, okay. I can see that where it's like, especially with the psychology and the damage of meeting in person and grouping, you could just be like, hey, I'm having an like a easy barbecue kind of thing. Just bring your own alcohol and you show up, like you can have a free burger kind of thing. We just want exactly. to hang out and chat kind of thing.
1: Exactly. And and also in the traditional sense, for example, we have one of our teammates is uh, is a promoter in his, uh, you know, pre-pandemic days. Mm-hmm. Um, promoters can use the app and truly have a great experience using it because it's going to make their life easier. They're going to be able to invite people. They're going to be able to check out profiles, social media profiles of people. And same with guests who want to go on a party. on a, You know, you, know, you want to go on a club party, for example, you can see who is inviting you. You can check out, you know, again, if it's a promoter that invited you, or if it's a random person that that wants to have three more people coming with them to the party, it can all be facilitated with facilitated with the app. And as opposed to, for example, Eventbrite that offers basically only ticketing, uh, we are taking that to the next level and creating a social media, a uh, sorry, a social app for in-person uh, experiences. So vibe together is also going to be an interesting, uh, avenue. And again, it's all about the in-person. It's all about the real life experiences and they think we all, we all need it.
0: So one thing I in person or not, it's, um, how we are wired. Are you going to incorporate like a clubhouse thing where maybe they, they're busy, but they're like, they want to hang out with the person. So instead of meeting in person, you could just start a clubhouse and, um, are you going to try to look into that or um, like a, a roulette video like this? Well, not Omegle. That's just, that's such creepy. But uh, something like that where it's like the, you're live and the person could go live with you. So
1: yeah, definitely, I, I don't want to, you know, give out all the cra- the cards. Right. We have some interesting stuff going on that are going to be super exciting, excited. Uh, we are going to be super, we are super excited to, to showcase. <laughs> and I think people are going to be exciting to see um clubhouse is a great example of a way we can interact pre physical meeting kind of and this is something that we are definitely working on as well and we are going to showcase um so yeah to the point to your question definitely we have some uh some uh how you say in english um we have some interesting uh wait sorry my my series <laughs> just popped up Siri stuff <laughs> Uh, we have some exactly. Uh, <laughs> 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 we have some interesting um, um Sorry, features going on that we're we're gonna be I don't know what's up, <clears throat> but we're gonna be excited. Uh, we have some, I'm gonna repeat uh, so that you can edit properly. We have okay. some interesting features. You have some interesting features uh, that we're really gonna be. We're really excited to show uh, once we launch, and people I think are gonna be excited excited to to see as well.
0: Absolutely, yeah, it, it's gonna be. Yeah, like I said, don't want to get you the, key, the keys to the kingdom away, but, like, what does the gate look like kind of thing.
1: Exactly. Um, yeah, definitely.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, sorry for this uh, hot mess of a interview.
1: <laughs> That's great. I, I want to see how it's going to turn out. I'm intrigued. <laughs> I will. I want to see your, uh, your uh, technical abilities to patch <laughs> <laughs> it all together.
0: <laughs> it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, other than that... Um, Man, there was so much we could go over too. Um, I want to ask you, though, because you kind of mentioned it, but I want more like a detail. What have you been doing other than Vibe and comma for passing time? Like, are you watching Netflix, Amazon Prime, podcasts, etc.?
1: Definitely. So, first of all, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, film and television. I love watching high quality uh, content and I think these days are like the peak, the prime time for, you know, for content that you can watch at home. Uh, With that said, I love the theaters. So movies I haven't been into uh, very much during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. just because I enjoy going to see them in the theater. Uh, TV shows a bit more. Um, Yeah. Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, HBO. Uh, I recently watched a uh, watch called Fleabag a TV show called Fleabag. Interesting. I think it's uh, it's originally a BBC uh, Britain um, show. Amazing show. I, I really recommend everyone. It's, it's a bit of a dark humor. Uh, it has a dark humor mentality to it, but I think it has so many interesting uh, observations of society uh, if it's about uh, um, um, gender and if it's about uh, trauma, a lot of interesting stuff going on there. So I really love that. And uh, books, I love Kindle. I have I, at, at each moment I have about three books open, you know, simultaneously, and up to my mood, I decide which one I want to read. Um, both fiction and and, and nonfiction, and so, podcasts.
0: I would say uh we didn't we get to podcast part um so are you reading reading or are you listening to your books
1: so i read books i listen to podcasts okay that's for me kind of the split i, I think I, I like to also read the, the written word i think there's a i never tried actually audible or or other audiobooks platforms okay uh maybe at some point maybe i'm a bit old fashioned but uh i like the i like making the differentiation kind of i don't know
0: do you like the older books, like the original Frankenstein, stuff like that?
1: Uh, I'm not really reading those. I think it's, again, it's, I think it's, we all have phases okay. uh, throughout our, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm sure you, you're you also uh, acknowledging that right now I'm really, I'm reading really into psychology. I'm reading psychology. I'm reading uh, social, societal um, kind of sociology books, um, influence, selling uh, entrepreneurship, business, um, those kind of things.
0: But so yeah. I'm just curious: have you read the book Thinking Fast and Slow yet?
1: Yeah, of course, and I okay. love it. Uh, I think it's an amazing book. It taught me so much about um, the system, right? The first system and the second system. Yes, uh, the slow thinking and the fast thinking. And uh, I think this is a precursor, precursor to so many other things that once we un- we we know those this precursor we can really look at everything in a different perspective um so yeah i love this book
0: yeah the um that alone because i was trying to figure out why the horde mentality was the way it was for like six months i'm trying to rationalize it reverse engineer made no sense listen to that book and suddenly i'm like oh literally everything now can be calculated kind of thing
1: so true it's amazing it's amazing how um it's all stemming from energy consuming right uh mm-hmm. activities and how the brain is the brain is also simply a machine that consumes energy and needs to somehow be efficient so sometimes yes. it's going to use energy um and less energy if it can if it can if, if it's possible for it and sometimes it's going to have to it's going to require more energy and this is where the second system goes but i guess People need to read it in order to better understand um, the, the context here.
0: Yeah, they're going to be like, what the hell are they talking about? Like, this is what we already do. It's like, no, there's like, there's a reason why you ha- form a habit a certain way because it, it makes more mental efficiency to you, even if it's terrible kind of thing. Exactly, exactly. The one I've been re- – because I just finished that book, so I've been reading another one, recommend- recommendation of a guest, uh, really explains psychology because you now have the base of it. It's the Gulag Acapendigo. Huge book, just so you know. Super depressing. But it's essentially how not to treat someone. It is the how the Russians, when they lived through the the um, Soviet Union, the communism and all that, and how they went to the work camps and how the, the grinding of the machine made humans from just this, civil, happy, to essentially just beasts. They didn't know better. But with the context... Of the thinking fast and slow it's like oh yeah literally they're just taking x y and z from the mind they can't think about it anymore but it's just but if you don't have that context it just seems like a terrible horror movie but once you look at it as a reverse engineer it's brilliant super depressing it's like eight thousand pages don't recommend (laughs) interesting
1: uh yeah i i agree it's very interesting and i don't know if you know the book the banality of evil but it seems like it's kind of um, it's kind of in- evil. Banality of evil, by uh, Hannah Arndt. She's a philosopher, and she wrote about uh, Eichmann's trial uh, that occurred back in in when was it? I don't remember exactly, but in Jerusalem after the Second World War. And she's she's talk, taking this event, the trial, and she's she's co- connecting it to philosophical and psychological um, um, disciplines and questions. And she provides some interesting answers and some interesting interesting food for thought. And it's, again, it's coming to, and if you, if you, the title itself, the banality of evil is also connected with this thinking fast and slow, right? Mm -hmm. We can be evil if we have this, in this case, authority. And in this case, you know, um, um, uh certain kind of uh social structures around us that make us do things that we might not have done otherwise so
0: yeah the most saintly person can become a sinner real quick if the system's designed that way definitely awesome then the second thing i like to go into is um well we kind of been talking about what keeps you busy what is um uh an app that you're not designing that you've been using more than maybe before for the pre pandemic times. Hmm.
1: You know, if we're talking about working out, uh, okay. I have uh, I have an app called Tabata timer.
0: Tabata. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Amazing
1: when you do a, uh, when do a session at home. So I feel like I use that more than in the past. Um, and Ah, That's a good question. Let's see. You know what? I'm just going to check which apps are more visible (laughs) (laughs) than before. Uh, I think this one, as well as Spotify and podcasts, Okay. I think probably used... I'm not sure if it's way more than in the past, but maybe a little bit more. And uh, in my case, our school uh, has an app that you need to declare that you're COVID safe. Uh, oh, so you, you have to click enter it, like- facilities. So I have this app which I used way. I mean, I obviously I use it zero times a year ago. And now I'm, I had to use it. I have to use it once uh, in a in a few days. So <laughs> maybe <laughs> this one for. I'm sure that many schools did similar stuff. Uh, they, they call it a green pass, basically. Right. And then when you swipe your card in the entrance to whatever facility, they know that you're, you know, COVID safe, declared as COVID safe.
0: Okay. That's interesting. So podcasting and working out. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, it's kind of like for me, it's the same thing as like podcasting and I have a, a note where I record what I'm lifting. So mm. I, it's simple. to notepad. It's not anything crazy. That's awesome. Thank you again for coming on. Um definitely going to have to get you on in the future to check up on how comma and uh, Vibe's doing.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much for having me, Josh. Uh, it was a pleasure. And uh, definitely I'd love to you know, to keep in touch and uh, uh, it was a pleasure again.
0: It was, it is. Thank you. I appreciate you. Stay safe and stay well. Thank you. You too. Well, congratulations. You made it to the end. You are a awesome person. Not many make it here. So being the awesome person that you are, can you do me one more awesome favor? Can you rate and review this on whatever podcast uh, services you're using? Um, app If you do it on Apple... Uh, and you leave an actual written review. Um, I have a thing on my website. I will take your written review and post it for all to see. Congratulations. You're permanently sealed on my site. Otherwise, um, I am trying to do YouTube more and live streaming. Um, I will try to put as many of the YouTube links in the description of the show as I can. So give your boy, uh, some extra help over on, um, YouTube, watch my videos. I I just mute it and change the channel. <laughs> Change the, the window or something. But yeah, um, that's it. Thank you for being awesome and see you next time.